If you're a mom, you're a superhero. That's right, own it. We possess a unique superpower of intuition, a sixth sense for what our kids are up to, how they feel, what they want, and when they want it. Yep, it's amazing. I call this mom sense. Oftentimes, we are Googling for answers, joining Facebook groups, or relegating to taking unsolicited advice from our friends when all we have to do is listen to that voice inside us. No, not the one that's telling you you're fat. The other voice, the one that seems to know everything when it comes to your kids and leaves you feeling confident, empowered, purposeful, and all things hashtag mom goals. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm a mother of twin toddlers and a baby, double the fun plus one. And I can honestly say that now that I'm a mom, I feel like my life is just getting started. On my podcast, I interview industry experts and real life mamas on their mom sense experiences, tackling topics like how to teach kids to meditate, what it takes to have the marriage you've always dreamed of, and how to master your car makeup routine. Grab your latte, that's probably ice cold by now, and take a listen to That's Total Mom Sense. This episode is one that many moms need to hear because it's about the dreaded mom guilt and how and why we can end it. I am joined by clinical psychologist, Dr. Terry Bacow. As an opening remark, I want to mention that Dr. Bacow has a hearing impairment, so please listen closely. She is such a remarkable woman and mother and will keep you laughing throughout the episode. Listen in. So no one likes feeling the emotion guilt. It's, it's not a happy emotion to have. Somehow, mothers seem to have what is called mom guilt all the time. And we sacrifice so much for our children. But despite that, we still feel like we're not doing enough or we wish that we were with them when we are out or the other way around. If we're with them too much, we kind of pine for being... Um, in the workforce or outside. And it's just, it's like a really hard emotion to grapple with all the time, especially for first-time moms. Today, I'm joined by Terry Bacow, who's a PhD in clinical psychology, and we're going to talk about mom guilt. Terry Bacow is a Brown University graduate, and she received her doctorate in clinical psychology from Boston University. She serves as the director of training at the Hallowell Center, a clinic well-known in New York City for state-of-the-art treatment of ADD and related disorders. In addition, Dr. Bacow is a clinical instructor at the ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai and an adjunct instructor in applied psychology at the NYU Center for Counseling and Community Wellbeing. She is committed to utilizing treatments with supported efficacy with individuals of all ages, such as cognitive behavioral therapy, schema therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy, dialectical behavior therapy, and family therapy and parent coaching. She is uniquely interested in helping clients with transitional stages of life, including adjustment to college and new parenting, and enjoys writing and speaking about these topics. Terry, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. So, you know, this is not the first time that you've heard about mom guilt. What, uh -huh. what does mom guilt mean to you? Well, I think that you said it nicely earlier. There's all sorts of things that as moms we feel like we should be doing. It's almost like the tyranny of the shoulds. <laughs> and 
there's this culture, I think, a parenting culture of perfectionism, mm. where there's so much pressure on mom to do so many things, to do it all. Right. And I think a lot of times it's easy for us to feel like we're falling short of that standard, that we feel guilty. But if you think about what the definition of good is, it's a person who does something wrong. So when I feel guilty, I'd like to ask myself, what am I doing wrong? What crime have I committed? Is it a crime to want to have a job and yeah. take care of my children? <laughs> and that kind of helps me, but I think mom good has um, something that's kind of gotten worse with our parents and culture. So do you think that society is impacting how we feel and is kind of imposing this guilt on us? I don't know if it's society per se, but in the United States, the way we parent is different than the way we parent in other countries. Yes. In other countries, there's a more kind of hands-off approach, a more laid-back approach. And in our country, there's a culture of intensive parenting <laughs> and intensive motherhood, you know, which is why all our kids have extracurriculars. And part of that is not just that the children become high achievers, but that we as parents a perfect. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, we need to have organic foods. Yeah. Um, everything has to be clean. There can't be any germs. <laughs> and the products have to be state of the art. Right. And, and we, we have to be at home. And, you know, there's just so much judgment. Right. So much judgment. Yes. And I, I would say society must be the culprit. Yes. Because yes. what else? So how do we resolve feelings like this and get rid of the mom guilt? We are allowed to work that we, that it's good for our kids, yeah. for us as humans to have lives. Mm-hmm. I think it's great um, for our daughters especially to have a role model. Yeah. And I actually wanted to um, refer to research by this Harvard economist. Mm-hmm. And she found that daughters of working mothers grew up to be higher achieving. Oh. And that sons of working mothers tend to contribute more to household chores. Wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense. So when, so. We, when I feel guilty about working, I remember it's actually good for my children to see me as a role model mm-hmm. and for me to feel energized. Personally, I love my job. Mm-hmm. I love working, I love my children too, but I just love what I do. Yeah. And so I think I have a little bit of a less guilt about it because I've worked very hard to get to this point. Um, if I have a moment that I feel maybe a little bit badly about that, there were a couple of things that I heard early on that were helpful to me, advice that I got from different people, yes. also colleagues of mine. One in particular told me that it's more the quality of time that we spend with our children than the quantity that makes the difference. Yes, okay. So that would really helpful. And mm-hmm. another piece of advice I got is that multiple caregivers, so not just the mother, but having the father, the grandmother, the babysitter, multiple caregivers can be good for children. Yes, it's yes. good for socialization. It's good for them to be learning how to interact with different people. It right. doesn't have to be just us. One person, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Even in um, households where the woman is the primary breadwinner, mm-hmm. she's still doing the vast majority of the household chores. Yes. It's actually 65%. Oh my goodness, wow. Yeah. And is it just because, you know, it's ingrained in society again that we're the domestic ones, so we just do it. <laughs> Hand it over to your partner. Exactly. exactly. And we should ask 
more of them. And a lot of times we feel really angry. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. My husband kind of says to me, you always say, I don't do anything. That's <laughs> not fair. And it's true. It's not fair. Yes. But I need to ask more. I need to say, yeah. can you right. put the baby to bed? Can yes. you buy this chicken nugget? Can right. you? Yeah, exactly. Try to be organized. Try to divide and conquer. So a task list can be useful to actually write it down to say, you're going to be doing these three things and I'm going to be doing these three things. Right, right. Okay. (laughs) That's the concept of the task list. And then the self-care component is sometimes in order for the dads, I'm kind of just being real, to kind of understand what we go through, they have to just do it. So if I just leave, Mm -hmm. then my husband's forced to kind of be alone with them, right. well, he is alone with them sometimes, yeah. many times, yeah. but to just exit, to leave the situation, to right. kind of have a girl trip yeah. or um, go out to dinner, mm-hmm. and then the dads can understand. And you know, a story I like to tell is I had surgery and I was in bed for a week, oh. and it was almost, this is terrible, one of the best weeks I've ever had <laughs> because... You got to take a break. And yes, you need one, always. <laughs> and he had to make the lunch. He made yeah. the lunch every day. Oh the empathy. Another really uh, compelling point you made in the co-parenting article was that you said teamwork makes the dream work. And, you know, that helps with our feelings of guilt. It's like, it's a collective. We all have all hands on deck. So um, how do you kind of, again, try to get this team together and this village to raise your kids? That's a great question. <laughs> because it's not easy and it takes work. And I think, you know, marriage takes work, mm-hmm. parenting takes work, co-parenting takes work. Yeah. So there's some time, energy, and effort that does go into it with the communication and the task looks and so forth. But I think it's worth it. I think that women and, and, and men are happier when we're sharing responsibility yeah. and the children benefit. So it's worth it. The benefit is worth it. And one of the things that I talk about is that a lot of what I feel I do, what, what a lot of moms do, is um, invisible because it's under the scenes, it's behind the scenes. It's what um, the New York Times refers to as emotional labor. Oh, okay. Which is mental. It's emotional, but it's also mental. It's yeah. Like in my mind, the week, how am I going to get my kids to camp? This week they're in camp in two different directions. Right. One of them's uptown, the other one downtown. Oh it's God. kind of like I have to make an algorithm in my head <laughs> to figure this how, out. Yeah, how are you going to yeah, juggle it all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then of course I'm the one, to be honest, who's figuring this out. Yeah. And um, I have to say, normally I just kind of go out it alone, but I was telling my husband about this and he had one good suggestion. I can't remember what it was, but he <laughs> thought, why don't you blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I guess it was worth it to have that conversation and include him. Yes, absolutely. And they, they'll see what we do if we talk about it more. Right, exactly. And I think um, this brings up an idea that has just come to mind for me is we don't need to be invisible and have the burden of emotional labor. Why not showcase what we're doing to our kids yeah. so that they can step in when they need to. Um, one thing that I you know, do with, um, with cleaning up, 
they see me with the Swiffer every night after <laughs> mealtime because a lot of the food ends up on the floor and not in their mouth. And it's so irritating. But they see me pick it up. They see me, you know, with the with the mop. And I have a small little, um, what's it called? A little dust less dustpan yeah, and um, yeah. brush so that they can help me do it. Nice. And they do this. They're in Montessori school. So a lot of it is about being self-sufficient and independent and kind of learning to take care of yourself and so and clean up after yourself so they do this in school anyway and so I try and show them that it's like you know as much as I can yes I'm cleaning and I could do this after you're sleeping and you know but I'd rather do it in front of you have you help even though you're only two years old sorry <laughs> that way when you are older you take initiative and clean up after yourself you know you want to raise stand-up citizens and um and make sure that you you know, just take the load off. It, and yeah, then nobody's going to feel guilty after that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I really, really admire that. Mm -hmm. um, so now on to our mom sense moment on That's Total Mom Sense. I love asking my guests, um, when were they feeling especially attuned to their kids' needs? Uh, because we have this intuitive superpower where as soon as we become moms, we just have it. Um, so tell us about a moment that you... Sure. So... I have to be honest, when you have mentioned the moment component, it occurred to me, there's no one moment. Oh, yes, yeah, it's all I day long. <laughs> I truly feel attuned, I don't want to say that I'm an, an attending parent, yeah. but I really feel most of the time, if not all the time, attuned to my kids' needs, where I kind of just know because of the sheer amount of time that I spend with them. Right. So with an example, I could tell when my daughter's tired or when she's hungry mm -hmm. or my son, I guess maybe one moment we were at a birthday party, he was starting to lose it and I could tell we had to leave. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. this intuition that developed from the number of hours put in mm -hmm. and the familiarity with the facial expression right. and the rhetoric and behavior. So I could just know. Yeah. Certainly, many times I missed the boat. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> We're human. But, <laughs> but yeah, uh, most of the time you're spot on. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. So um, tell us about your kids and their ages. and yeah. You know, yeah. So I have two children. I have a son who's eight years old mm -hmm. and a daughter who's three and a half. Mm -hmm. Gawagun 27. <laughs> okay. And what is it like being a clinical psychologist and having kids? Is your, yeah, I mean, are you like psychoanalyzing them often and is your parenting style very, you know, directed towards um, your career and your expertise? Sure. So I don't think that um, being a psychologist affects my parenting that much, to be honest. Okay. Except sometimes I have me win arguments with my husband. Okay, Well, I'd like to tell him that I know more about child development than <laughs> he does. Well, that's a given. Yes. <laughs> And also, there are moments that I know what I'm supposed to be doing from the textbook, yes. and I'm aware that I'm not always doing them. Yes, that's true. Okay. There's certain things that I picked up on from my practice, like, for example, I know about labeled phrase that you need to, when a child does something correctly, to not just say, good job, but good job brushing your teeth. Oh, wow. Really specific. I like it. Okay. So I try to practice what I preach. Yes. Give us some more. That's a really good tip. Sure. Um, incentives. A lot of behavior needs to be incentivized. It's not bribery. It's contingency management. <laughs> yes. 
it's just enhancing motivation. Right. So right. a lot of times I'll say, one more bite and then you can blank. I think yeah. these, these, these are things that lots of moms are doing. I just yeah. know sort of the scientific term. Right, exactly. No, and that's so interesting because, uh, yeah, I, I'm often negotiating with my daughter at mealtime and she'll do it. You know, I'll say, um, you know, yeah, one more bite and I'll give you this. Or um, my husband does, I'm going to count to three. And then we're going to get it done. And it, and it's fine because it's a game now, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, any more nuggets? So one thing I've picked up a lot for my work is this skill called validation. Mm. Validation is a really soothing tone, reflecting back an emotion. So you want to communicate to your child that you understand the feeling. Maybe you don't approve of the behavior but you right. understand the emotion. Uh, and that's where validation is. And it's really great for calming kids down, particularly when they're about to have a tantrum. Right, right. When you're reflecting back almost, um, you know, in the drive-through, when you go through a drive-through, they'll repeat back, your order back to you. One cheeseburger, one soda. Yeah. So my daughter will <laughs> have a fit about something and I'll say, you really want the purple toothbrush. <laughs> Yeah. And then she just feels calm because she feels heard. Right. So validation is something that can be really effective. Wow. How, how cool is that? That's so, so important. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? So this isn't actually a quote. It's more like a saying. Mm, okay. But I heard someone say it and I kind of adopted it which is that I can love my children and not always love being a parent. Oh, wow. Yes. That's something that I just find useful, and I yeah. do many times love being a parent. And there's moments that I don't love it. I know. Because, you know, you it's can't every moment. Yeah. So that's just something that I, I find to be helpful that fits with the theme. It's now time for Mom Hall, when we share products we love. So um, a fun section that we like to end with is Mom Hall, and it's a product that you are loving right now, if you could share it with our viewers and listeners. Absolutely. So I don't know if anyone is familiar with Hannah Anderson Pajamas or the Hannah Anderson Company, but it's a Swedish company that has stores, but they're also online, and these are... I know I made fun of organic things earlier, but these are 100% organic cotton pajamas. Okay. And they have the most fantastic patterns. And they're Aww. super soft uh -huh. and so comfortable. And this is really cheesy, but I buy my kids matching pajamas. Oh my God. And I they have do that. family matching. I love it. You know what? Yeah, and I'm looking for 100% organic cotton, actually, because uh -huh. it's summertime and it's hot. And yes. Yeah, okay, that's great. They're so just they're lightweight. a lot of fun, and I have them, yeah. and I made my husband buy them. <laughs> and so we have our family matching, and then my kids have, like, their matching, and yeah. it's just so the much fun. too cute. And you I buy like. them on sale. Do not pay full price. Okay. You wait for, especially the 60% off oh, sale. What's it called again? Hannah Anderson. Hannah Anderson, okay. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't wait. <laughs> I am on the market for pajamas, so this is this is fun. I'm excited. Um, anything else that you wanted to share with us? Just, I think that life is short, and that it's too short to feel guilty, and that if 
at mom, we just need to do what's right for us mm -hmm. and maybe tune out the noise and tune out what we feel we should be doing and do what works for us, yeah. really, because it's just not worth it to be in agony or to have anxiety or depression over this. Right. Um, it's a, supposed to be fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And where can um, our audience find you? Well, I have a private practice on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. It's on West 79th Street. Mm -hmm. And I also have a website. It's drterrybackout.com. Okay. So you can email me or text me. Terry, thank you so much for being on the show. This was so much fun. And you have just lifted all of the guilt off of our shoulders. And we feel, I mean, I know I can speak for myself, so confident in what we're doing and who we are and how we're raising our kids. So are you done with the mom guilt mama? I know I am. We work so hard to be the very best we can be for our families. And I want to end with saying you are enough. You are enough. If you are loving the show, please share your review on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. I am so appreciative of your feedback and want to give you even more content that resonates with you. Write to me at that's totalmomsense at gmail.com. Remember, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you soon. That's total mom sense.